Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network. Studio Boris Eisen, Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fans, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Good Tuesday morning. Boomer is out in Los Angeles filming the Super Bowl's greatest commercials. You know, that he I does. can get it paid for it. I'm all for it. I don't care. That's right. He's doing it again with Danielle Arua. And the two of them will be uh, talking about the great commercials. You can check that out on CBS at some point. So, yes, he is all over the place. He's in Kansas City. He's in Los Angeles. We'll be out in Phoenix together. So he will be back on Thursday. That means that Jerry Recco is back from Iowa City. And he's in for Boomer this morning. Good morning, Jerry. How What's are you? up? Good morning. Nice to actually be here. Yeah. Not there. Here. Right. It's been a while, right? Yeah, Thursday. I know. <laughs> Trust me, I know. With <laughs> the basement are getting stuck in Iowa. Finally, Jerry Recco is back in the studio. And this morning, Jerry, I'm feeling something that I've never felt in my life. And this is not an exaggeration. I have never sat here at this point of the year and felt this way about football. But I am done with this NFL season and I want it to be over with. And I've never felt that way. Ever. I'm always like the guy that when the Super Bowl is over, I'm freaking out. I'm like, we don't have football for I don't know how long. And pitchers and catchers and baseball get here and... I am done with this NFL hmm. season, and I have reasons why. And you tell me if I'm nuts, or you tell me if I'm feeling the wrong way, or you tell me if I'm way off base. But everything that I wanted to happen in this NFL season came to a screeching halt in such disappointing fashion 
that I'm just like, I'm numb to it now. Whether it was my team who won 13 games and then got crushed by the Giants. Whether it was at that point where I'm like, hey, we might have a fun little Giants run here. Maybe they get to the NFC Championship game. They get crushed by the Eagles. Hey, we've got an exciting situation here with the New York Jets. Here comes Mike White. Mike White's going to take him to the playoffs. He breaks 50 ribs and the season just completely falls apart. Championship weekend. I love you. Love it. I love yeah. championship weekend. It's the greatest. Uh, when your team's in it, it's even better. But if it's not, it's like this is great. Two teams fighting to go to the Super Bowl. Two games that made me so annoyed for different reasons. It was the worst championship weekend I could remember when I was just a passive observer. And now I'm already sick of the Super Bowl stories. <laughs> it's Tuesday, and I'm already sick of the Kelsey brothers. I'm already sick of Andy Reid and the Eagles, and I'm done with it. And neither one of these teams, I'm really interested in winning the Super Bowl because I just saw it. You know, these two fan bases for a very long time were starved for either another Super Bowl championship because it's been a very long time for the Kansas City Chiefs or the Eagles who had never won one. So that was exciting the last time those teams were in there. And in 2017, obviously you had the the Eagles win it, and then, of course, back in 2019, the Chiefs won it. So now these two teams have won in recent memory. I'm like, there's nothing fun about this. There's not, not a thing fun about it. And you got a team in Philadelphia in a city that we all hate that's in this game that might win another one. So we're going to have fun in Phoenix, but I can't wait for the end of this Super Bowl so we could turn the page, get into this NFL offseason, get excited about everything else again. Well, that You know, that's the cool thing about the NFL is it's become like baseball used to be. When the season ends, the season begins. And the good news for you is it's over next Sunday. <laughs> It's you know what that's the, yeah. so many times we talk about NFL officiating ruining games and yet what do we do the following Sunday there we are in front of yep. our TVs watching yep. and the ratings not only are good they continue to go up 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 and up the viewership of some of these games I, the, num- the 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 numbers they exceed are mind blowing and so while we all go nuts over what's a catch what's not a catch the NFL's hard to watch you can't watch a game without oh wait is there a penalty um whatever the case may be dominance on one end futility on the other teams that always win teams that never win we like sheep are there every single sunday because we love it now we're at a time i'm with you championship sunday to me is usually the best sunday of the football season that's for me Sunday was brutal. The first game, everything got knocked out when Brock Purdy went out of the game, and then Josh, the game was over, and it was nothing. The second game was intriguing, but I'm with you and a lot of people where you all, and I, I don't believe this to be the case, is then they had the pool reporter with the official afterwards. You almost felt like they wanted Kansas City in that um, game, and I know that that I really don't believe that to be true. But when you watch it, you come to that conclusion sometime, thinking like, "What? Like, what are these guys doing out there?" So it's mind numbing. It's frustrating. It's almost over. Yeah, it, it is almost, it's almost over. over. And I know we're, I'm looking forward to our hot air balloon ride. I'm looking forward to <laughs> Phoenix. I'm looking forward to hanging out. It's going to be awesome. But when that game is over, I'm going to be thrilled. And I've never, ever had that feeling. Now, a couple points. One, Boomer texted me yesterday, speaking to the ratings, that the AFC Championship game is going to be over 50 million viewers. Yeah. <laughs> Think about on that. CBS, right? Over fifty million, which is absolutely amazing. Um, so yeah, I'm always going to be there. I'm not. A, I'm not going to lie. I'm always going to be there, as frustrated as I get. But you mentioned something. There's this is another feeling that I've never had in a football season, and you just brought it up. So two very very unique feelings that I never had. One, I want the season to be over, and two, twice this year, 
I thought that the officials, I can't believe I'm saying this. I thought the officials wanted a team to win. And I've never said that. And we've taken calls over and over and over again. And me going, you're nuts. Stop saying it's fixed. And I'd probably do the same thing if someone called up today. But there were two times this year. One was that Sunday night game. Giants commanders Mm -hmm. where they're down on the goal line to tie the game, the commanders. And then all of a sudden there's this illegal shift penalty when the wide receiver, I forget, was it McLaurin? I don't even, I don't I think even it remember. Was. I think it was. So, you know, when he looks over at the official, doesn't say yeah. anything, down at the goal line the entire game, he does the same thing. Then all of a sudden, whoop, there's the penalty, touchdown negated. And then after that, you had a mauling in the end zone that it's a pass interference we've seen called 10 million times. And then that right there. And then I'm thinking conspiracy theory in my head because now it's making me nuts. The NFL hates the Commanders. That was a big situation with Dan Snyder the entire year. That game was essentially whoever won that game had a better beat in the playoffs. And you got the New York market being number one. We don't need the Commanders in the playoffs because of the negative press and the this fact that this guy's going to be selling the team. Now, now I'm going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. And then add to the AFC Championship game. I'm watching this. I saw them give them three opportunities at a third and nine. I know. <laughs> they and, said, Dad, you get a do-over. And, and and more so, and I know you, you guys spent a lot of time yesterday on the, the push out of bounds, which to me I do think was a penalty given the way they actually call the games. What to me was worse was the pass interference call yeah. on third down. And, you know, this is not because some people can say, if you want to be a conspiracy theorist, say, well, you know, live betting now and it's a le-. I'm not even going there, and I don't believe the games are. I really don't. I just think... The inconsistency in the officiating is what drives you nuts. I'll go back a few years when the Cowboys beat the Seahawks. I think it was the wild card round of the playoffs. And the the penalties were insane against Seattle. And I'm watching the game. Listen, I want the Cowboys to win more than anybody. But I'm watching that game saying they're not giving Seattle like they don't want them winning this game. And I think they called, and I have to go back and look, but I want to say double-digit penalties on Seattle. Pete Carroll almost lost his mind on the sideline. They were calling nothing on Dallas, and it goes to when we watch a football game. What are we always saying every single play in the NFL? You can call a penalty on, on every, every single play. Holding on yes. every single play. And so, and then we we always talk about on the podcast when you get nuts watching these games because before you celebrate a big play, you have to wait for that little yellow graphic to come up on the screen to make sure that the play is going to stand Every play. I mean, you tell me what's interference on a receiver. I don't know anymore. And then when you get these analysts, oh, that's a good no call. They're letting them hand fight and battle. Okay, but then other times they don't. Like, so where's the consistency in it? Yeah, that drives me nuts. It's like, oh, they're letting them play. I like that. Good non-call. Or that's a penalty by the book, and that's why they should have called that penalty. Yeah, I mean, and because these games are, you know, it's it's decided, especially when you get two teams that are very, very evenly matched, like the Bengals and the Chiefs, those things really do matter. Now, I tried to make sure yesterday they said a million times that I wasn't blaming the officials for the Bengals losing the game or me losing my bet on the Cincinnati Bengals because there was those two opportunities. Opportunities Absolutely. in the fourth quarter that the Bengals had and they didn't capitalize on. But I just, to me, it got to the point where the Kansas City Chiefs were given more opportunities to win that game because of what was going on with the officiating. And it just it left, it left a bad taste well, in my mouth. How about even the Saints from a few years ago? Oh, my God, a yes. A play that anybody at any age knows is a penalty. And 
It goes uncalled? Yeah. And then and that was even worse because that's a judgment call. That's one of those things where, you know, at that time, and of course they tried the next year to make it the past interference be reviewable, and that turned out to be a total disaster and then got rid of it. But that's a judgment call. That's one of those things that, like, it's not challengeable. There's nothing you could do about it. It's not like expedited replay can come down and change that. And essentially that changed the entire outcome of who was going to the Super Bowl or not. Uh, in that season. I so, mean, yeah. and, and to your point, how about we think now to the Tom Brady games this year? Some of the game, was it the Falcon game? Does that sound right? In yeah. Tampa, where they had horrendous calls oh, God, against yes. Atlanta yep. down the stretch. And you're thinking, well, let's see. Do we want the Falcons with Marcus Mariota to, to win this division? Or do we want Tom Brady and the Bucks to win? You can, you can actually have those thoughts in your head and not be thought to be nuts. Yeah, I mean, and I used to always say that people were nuts with that, but this year there was just a couple of examples of me. Now, I don't think that the NFL was trying to keep the Bengals out of the Super Bowl. I don't believe that. Because I don't think there was that much difference between the Chiefs being in there and the Bengals being in there. But like that Commanders-Giants thing for sure. Like I, my conspiracy theorist stuff was really rolling with that. Like anytime you can screw Dan Snyder, let's screw Dan sure. Snyder. I mean, you t- they negated a touchdown on an illegal formation or illegal shift down at the goal line to tie the game. Something that wasn't called the entire game. I think there's a lot that goes into these calls, these games. I think the way a coach rides an official, I think an of- if an official thinks that they made a mistake, that they're going to make up for. I mean, I see it. You know, I get to sit courtside for a lot of these Big Ten games. Yeah. I see it all the time where you see crap. I'll give you an example from Sunday. They had, they, and we even said it on the air during the Rutgers Iowa game. There was, I thought, a really bad call against Iowa. I, I don't I think it was Robracha the kid. And it was like his third foul. And Fran McCaffrey almost had a stroke on the sideline. His veins are popping out of his neck. He's bright red and he is screaming at the official to where you think he's going to get teed up. They don't. You come back, two plays later, a mysterious call against Rutgers for a guy that's just standing. They, I really do believe that they, whether it's they're influenced by the coach, maybe they realize they made a mistake. I do believe there are makeup calls. I'd love to talk to an official about it. Oh, there's 100% makeup calls. There has to be that I mean, case where they have makeup calls. I mean, you see this in the NFL all the time. Like if there is a, let's say, a third and 16, and then you get a defensive hold or an oh, illegal contact the that, worst. that gives the team an automatic first down on a play that they wouldn't have converted. And then the next play after that, you get offensive holding to put them back 10 yards because it's like, hey, sorry we screwed you all that yep. bad defense, but we're going to give you a little bit of advantage here because it's going to be first and 20. For sure. I mean, I've seen that 10 million times. And is there anything worse than the penalty away from the play? That has, and now I'll talk about the Giants and Cowboys from earlier this year in Dallas. Remember the touchdown the Giants scored? That's that right. was disallowed because of a player illegally downfield by yep. one step yeah. and away from the ball. Yeah. I mean, come on. Who's watching that? It's, it, it really is tough. It's tough. So that combined with everything else that I said, I am, I am looking forward and just watch. We're going to get some terrible officiating blunder in the Super Bowl that's going to change who wins the game. I mean, that, that's basically what I'm thinking. If I could bet on that on FanDuel Sportsbook, I probably Probably would, and I want to get into this off season too. I want to get to the point where we're finding out what's going on with guys. I want to find out if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Jet. I want to see what Joe Shane does with this team, and if the Giants can take the next step. All these things that are very exciting. You know, for how many years it was about the draft, the draft, the draft for the Jets and Giants. Couple yeah. of top ten picks. All of these draft conversations, and now it really isn't that. I mean, the the Jets don't have like. I mean, it's not like a top two pick, but I mean. That's it, not really the conversation around the Jets. The conversation around the Jets is Aaron Rodgers. 
And I, that, to me, is exciting about what these teams are going to do. So, I mean, like I said, we'll be excited to be in Phoenix. We'll have a good time. We're all going to watch the Super Bowl. We're going to come in here. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the commercials. We're going to talk about the halftime show. We're going to do all this stuff. But I am, for the first time ever, I'm going to be thrilled when those are the, I see the zeros on the board. And I say, we're moving on. Good morning. We are moving on. <laughs> Absolutely. Get it out of here. Look at it this way. It's Phoenix. It's not Minnesota. No, I know. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's the good news about the week. And, yes, it's a lot of um, mind-numbing conversations, again, as we know. But because we're on so early, you don't have to worry about pushing you know, Wonder Bread products and things of that nature to get guests on. Right. And it'll be over before you know it. We'll be uh, here and gone. Right. Here we, and gone. We do have uh, one, I believe, one guest scheduled as of right now. And he's not pushing Wonder Bread. No, no, I've, got, I've got a couple now. Oh, okay. All right. Anybody on the warm-up show? <laughs> no warm-up show guests. I know. <laughs> and I'm working on another one. Okay. Anybody right. you want to tell us about? Uh, That's a no. Who's that dude on the Steelers? Cam, Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward's okay. great. Steve Largent. Legendary uh, Hall of Fame. That's when we. That's when we talked about wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Cortha Anthony Munoz is going to stumble. Yeah, right. I have a hard time saying no to that one because Boomer's main I, man. You can't say no to that one, right? And I'm working on a potential big one that Gio will be very excited about, but because of the early time, I'm not sure oh, who. Man. That's interesting. Yeah. Who, is it in the football world in or the football a different world. sport? Football mm-hmm. world. So it's going to have to be a former Viking that would or, fire up, or maybe a current one. Who knows? Oh, could be a one. Could be Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I could suppose that. yeah, that's true. And you know, a lot of those young guys do do the tours, so that could be the case. Yeah, and I'm sure we could get Coach Cow. You know, CBS Family, CBS Super Bowl. I'm sure. Oh, Phil Still, Sims will stop by that yeah. early. This isn't yeah. a CBS Super Bowl. This is a no. Fox Super Bowl. That's right. Oh, next year next in year. Vegas is the CBS next Super year. Bowl. That's right. <laughs> so you getting Kevin Burkhardt on? No. Okay. <laughs> he might do it though. I know he would. Local guy, people love to hear from him. I don't know. He got very bougie when nah, he wanted to no go way. PR, blah blah blah. He's he's not, he really did he tell you go for PR? He's not allowed. No, that's not fair. He's not allowed. He's he has to. For real. It's in his contract. All right. Well you text him saying, Hey, I'm going through PR and then you have him say to PR, Hey, look for this. I'll do it. Well that's yeah, for sure. But you do have to take that step, unfortunately. Yeah, he'll he'll one hundred percent come on with us. I'm sure he wants I don't think so. I'm gonna bet no. What? Oh no! He yeah. would. Uh, no way! It's Super Bowl week. It's he Fox. They got on. him doing a million things. I, I would bet he doesn't come. If on. we can't get Kevin, no, Burkhardt I don't on, believe that. I don't believe that. He will go uh, out of his way. Well, let's try it. How about this? Okay, a breakfast bet. Okay, nothing crazy. When we get back, mm-hmm. if we don't, but you got to, you have to try. No, I'm going to try. Okay, so if you do that, I promise breakfast from one of us for the for the crew. But on the Tuesday we get back. But somebody would also have to reach out to Mr. Kevin Burkhardt personally. You guys all know him. But correct. I think what Eddie said is right. And one then us, I go through. Yes. PR. Text him. We're looking for you. We're putting the request in. Who's the best PR person and, to go? And here's the thing. It wouldn't be because there's a conflict because we're on so damn early. If yeah. he doesn't want to do no, it. No, he'd have to come down there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, he doesn't want to get up. He is not sure. Yes, he will. There. He will. Guaranteed. I, I, I 100%. I ninety nine point nine percent. We will have Kevin Burke okay. on the week of Let's the Super make it Bowl. a bigger bet then. I just did breakfast. Was going to be seventy five dollars. How much you want to do? Mm. How about this loser has to go up in the hot air balloon? No, no, not a chance. Because <laughs> that, that one tenth awesome. of one percent, I will. No, I'm not interested. What do you, What do you want to do? I just but but this bet would have to be that Kevin Burkhart will come to yes, Radio Row. Correct, and that be is on thousand percent is not happening. 
And I say 99.9% will happen. See, I think, I think I'm with Jerry. I just texted with Kevin not that long ago, right before the Vikings-Giants game that he yeah. called. So he got right back and to I me. And I think Fox is going to push him. Oh, 100%. They never put their guys on Radio Row this the, is the week of Super Bowl, the, peep, the, the, the network that has it. He's calling the Super Bowl. He ain't going anywhere near the convention center. And maybe, he's maybe uh, because, uh, because of Craig's show, they wouldn't want him on the competitor. Is he going out there to do that show? No. Oh. So then, yeah, but still. I, he's going to be there. I'm just trying to. I think all jerk. those rules go out the window <laughs> the week of the Super Bowl. The most you'll get is a phoner. He'll call in. Oh, no, stop. that's unacceptable. That does not count. Stop. That doesn't count. I, I In that case, I lose. I'm saying he comes and sits down with Boomer and Gio that week. All right. Very good. I'm with Jerry on this one, and I'm going to try my How about this? Breakfast every day of the week for five days. Is that a big enough bet? <laughs> that's aggressive. You were the one that said bigger. <laughs> no, one nice, solid, good, big breakfast. Fine. Done deal. Rice, right. rice cakes and pita butter. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. CeeLo is with us today. I heard him not being able to formulate a sentence because of lack of sleep <laughs> uh, yep. this morning when he was talking to Sal. He was like, I have to. What? That was my true warm-up show right there. Yeah, that I was, was warming up for the warm-up. What time was this at? About 4.15. We've all had those moments. Yeah. So I felt for you. Yep. Where you just, the words were not there. I was not fully awake at that You know point. what's weird about that is sometimes the less sleep I get, the better off I feel. Mm. And the more sleep I get, the worse I feel. I am. Yeah. yeah, that grogginess it's, you get yeah. sometimes. It's that's strange. the problem. I wasn't sleeping much the past couple of days, and then I got about five hours last night, and I'm like in between. Okay, that's not now. a lot either. Well, f- compared to what I usually get coming <laughs> no, into the shift. Well, that's not me? a lot. It's usually like, you know, two, two and a half. Two, 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 three. Yep. Not good. No, it's not. <laughs> not healthy. But you keep trucking on there, yeah, CeeLo. That's what you got to do. That's why we love you. Mm-hmm. What's happening in sports? Uh, not a lot, but we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. And because there's not a ton going on, we'll start with the Nets, the only local who actually played last night. No KD, no Ben Simmons, no LeBron, no AD, so lacking a lot of star power. But Kyrie Irving was still out there for Brooklyn against the Lakers. Inbound to Irving, corner three. Gone at the shot clock buzzer. 
With exactly two minutes to go in the game, it puts the Nets on top. 116 to two. Chris Carino here on the fan. 26 for Kyrie. While the bench came up big in this game, they had 66 points total, including 21 apiece for Patty Mills and Cam Thomas as the Nets put on to beat the shorthanded Lakers. 121-104. Here was Mills afterwards on yes as the Nets improved to 4-6 and six without Durant this season. Of course, dealing with the knee sprain right now. We're obviously going through some adversity at the moment um, and the trust in one another to be able to get the job done. Um, it's been a good test for us, but I think we're, we're seeing a lot of growth out of the group. The group, yes. That was on yes. The group. Yeah, that's a Jacques Vaughn thing. He, If you notice, when you listen to his cuts, almost every night there's a group in there, if not two or three. I will them. tell you, from watching them, you don't know from night to night who's going to get the, more, the most minutes. Yeah. I mean, it really is a deep team, but it is inconsistent in terms of who plays and who doesn't. Yes. Well, in this case, this type of collective performance, exactly what Jacques Vaughn is looking for. It's just a great testament. And, and again, it really is who we want to be, the fiber of our team. We don't care who's playing, who we're playing against. We're just trying to win a basketball game every single time. There you go. We don't care who's playing. Could be anybody. Guys out, guys in. We'll just try to win the ball game. You also had Kyrie throwing some bouquets at LeBron as he continues to rewrite the NBA record books and build upon his legacy. Kyrie says he's done it with all eyes on him for the last 20 years. He's handled it extremely well. We gave the keys to the whole entire business to an 18-year-old kid, and now he's 38 years old, and he's still dominating. So an appreciation despite how things he are. Is. He's, had a, he's had a good but, season. Yeah. And what we is, didn't talk about that foul and that reaction over the weekend oh God, because yes. of all the NFL stuff. But Chandler Parsons, former NBA player, had the best line about that. He goes, if my dog was run over by the mailman, I wouldn't have reacted like that. <laughs> I mean, that was so over the top. Oh, man. I mean, he, he collapsed. Down on his hands and right, knees. He yeah. collapsed to the ground like he got the worst news of his life. Now, obviously, it was a, 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 a terrible miscall. Absolutely, no yeah. question. <laughs> So over the top, I can't stop laughing. Gets the camera from the cameraman. It's <laughs> the official. It gets tremendous. teed up after that. Let me look at oh this. Oh my god! Let me look at this part right, as he goes down. And then he, to, yeah, here we go. Now he knows all yeah. eyes are on him. Oh. Now he knows, and now this is okay. Legal position, pretty much. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, boy. And did you guys discuss James Harden? I guess it was Saturday night. Did oh, when he see? came off the bench and tried to Does, sneak onto the court? Do know what that was? Wait, that was that? a real thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think what he was trying to do was catch the I... officials off guard and sneak <laughs> onto the court to add an extra defender and see if he could get away with it. I cannot get away with it. I but, can't come But the problem was the guy passed the ball the second he tried to get on the court and hit him in the head. <laughs> so it didn't work wow. out all that but well. But even so, you, I mean, he's sitting on the... It's, it looked like a switch like just went off in his head or something and he was like activated and just ran out onto the court. This is obviously something he's been thinking about for a very long time. Like while sitting on the bench, I bet I could jump onto the court with Without the officials knowing if they're not looking, and then be able to add an extra uh, defender. One of the stranger things I've seen. Yeah, and there's, there's a long, it's a long list of them. Even just in the what last amazes week me so. when guys do things like this, you know that there's 19 cameras. Right. Yeah, you're not getting away with it, and it's right behind the guy that has the ball. So he might get away with it in the moment. But someone, I do think if the officials weren't looking at him, he might have been able to get away with it. But obviously, the ball deflected Someone's off of him. Someone's going to so. notice, I but mean, they would notice after the fact. Yeah, but. You I know, mean, they got to do something about it. No, don't Wouldn't the coaches the, have challenges now too? Or how about yeah. the opposing bench? Wouldn't they be screaming like, "Yo, the guy just he just ran onto the court from the bench"? Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, it was one of the more interesting things that happened in the NBA this year. So. Yeah, 
Just keep doing uh, it. That is true. Yes. Uh, elsewhere, the Blazers outlasted the Hawks 129 125. I'll throw this out there. Damian Lillard and DeJounte Murray each had 40 plus and no turnovers in the game. First time you've wow. had dueling 40.0 turnover games in the NBA since they started tracking individual turnovers, which was back in 1977. Luka Doncic back from a one game absence. Guy, minor ankle sprain. Yeah, he's fine. He went for 53 last night on 17 of 24 shooting as his Mavericks beat the Pistons in Dallas. 111-105, and he got into it early on with some Detroit assistants and apparently uh, used it to fuel him throughout. It seems like there was a little extra chirping going on with the bench tonight. Did that impact uh, it? was their assistant coach who started chirping in the first quarter. So they didn't like when I chirped back. Now they said, play basketball. Uh, if they're going to chirp at me, I'm going to chirp back. That's <laughs> If you're a Pistons coach... Yeah, why? What are you doing? You're lucky to have a job right now. <laughs> uh, why would you say uh, anything to uh, him? Who knows? But uh, he it doesn't take much for him to get extra fired up. And uh, you saw the result. That was post-game on Bally Sports. They kind of had to separate everyone near the end of the game as he was looking for a little bit more. And his, they made sure he didn't get teed up because he's got, I think, 11 of them. Mm. So he's getting up towards that number where yep. he would get uh, a suspension kick in. Uh, let's check in on Alan Geo's take from uh, Brock Purdy yesterday. See how that is. <laughs> <laughs> Torn UCL on the right elbow now confirmed. It'll keep yeah. him out for six months, no matter what surgery or not. So uh, he well, still wanted to, to see it, didn't recover. you? Well, no. When I texted Al yesterday, was like the thing was already gone. Like, who cares? Yeah, you couldn't do any further damage. Just give it a shot. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I just wanted to see him try. That's all. That's I, all I I'm asking for. Serious when I said too. You know how Mahomes does the underhand, like yeah, the bowling pass, pretty I, much. Yes. Yeah. Like I wonder if that would have been more damaging, or if he could have at least tried that I mean, just just to give the Eagles a different look, as opposed to just handing the ball off. They knew they were handing the ball off every play. Even yeah. So though, you're limited to. You're still yards. limited. Oh, absolutely. Like he said, no that you played the cuts yesterday. I'm sure. You know, I could only throw it five right. or ten That's yards on the sideline. Yeah. Whoop. Sure. Wow. I mean, and also Christian McCaffrey, when they had him back there for the one play, he threw the ball down the field. Beautiful yeah. pass. To there nobody. was just nobody, nobody in the was there. Of the throw. But I wanted to see him throw the ball more. Just yeah. try. I mean, at that point, you've got nothing to lose. Yeah, I would have rather seen that than Purdy going out there with a torn elbow ligament yeah. trying to move, push the ball down the field. I mean, I know it's a impossible spot, and they were going to lose the game. It just felt like they said, "Okay, it's over, and yeah. let's just do nothing." Wave the white flag. Yeah, I mean, and that—that that was my issue. That's, That's fair. All. That's fair. Well, we'll see about him. Uh, By the way, did you see Ric Flair's tweet about this? No. He goes, Rick I was in Flair? Yeah, Ric Flair said, <laughs> I was in an airplane crash. Get out there and play, Brock Purdy. <laughs> awesome. That's tough. I mean, what, what comeback do you have to that? I mean, nothing. What do you say? There's no. nothing you can say there. Yeah. yeah. Woo! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Should be ready for training camp, I guess, or at least throwing again by then, as they'll have him and Trey Lance coming off. Major injuries, and who knows again about Jimmy Garoppolo, right? We all assume now this will be the year he's you know, gone. Tired. You're tired of the football and the Super Bowl? I'm tired of Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah, okay. I do not want <laughs> him to be a Jet. This guy. I do not want him to be a Jet. I, I think this guy is not committed. I think that he is just... All you heard about him disappearing after the contract, and yeah. he's having a great time during this <laughs> NFC Championship game. I mean, it was one of the, I didn't know the 49ers were all upset about that, but that was one of my big observations from that game. Every time the camera was on him, he's like, ah, ah, guys on the back. Can you believe this? This is unbelievable. Wow. We don't have any quarterbacks, and I'm sitting here in street clothes, and Trey Lance is in street clothes, and now we got McCaffrey throwing passes. <laughs> so get him out of here. Anybody who has, and then he gets hurt every single season. 
So that would that's not like the it. guy you, for the you Jets. You do see his name attached to the Jets in certain stories. Oh, that would, that's the last thing. They, him uh, and Baker Mayfield. You don't need either no, of them No, not Baker Mayfield. I feel like the Jimmy G stuff was more so before they moved on from Michael Floor True. because of the connection. I mean, still a West Coast system with Hackett, but sort of under a different tree. But who knows? You've heard that name. You've heard uh, Derek Carr. But uh, Pro Football Talk, as Al alluded to at the end of the warm-up show, <laughs> tells you the Raiders could be planning to squat on Derek Carr. For now, yeah, it's an interesting we can choice get into this, words. but I have a question about this that I don't understand. Okay, yeah, we'll we will it. we will get into yep. it later because this does potentially affect the Jets and how they handle business in the offseason. Jets are right. getting Aaron Rodgers. What do you mean? I'll mm. let you guys uh, get into that later on. Cardinals will interview Mike Kafka today as he continues to get consideration for head coaching jobs around the league. Of course, did a good job in year one with the Giants, the Chargers, uh, hiring Kellen Moore. So he quickly says goodbye to the Cowboys. They part ways, and now he'll get to call plays uh, for Justin Herbert with the Chargers in L.A. Seems like probably a good move on I his I would part. say not a bad spot. Got yeah. hired the next day. So sure he did. probably had an agreement in place, I would think, if that happens. That, cause, yeah, it was quick. I don't know. He was fine, but he was not, uh, wasn't exactly innovative. Yeah, and then he was apparently a dark horse candidate with the Panthers. Apparently interviewed well there for the head coaching gig. And now he moves on to another offensive coordinator job. With I never the Chargers, saw someone so. come off the field. And I know it wasn't like a starting quarterback, but he came off the field at a young age. Got a pretty big job. And people like lauded him. Like he was okay. Yeah. Like, at no point did I was I ever. So like if Dan Quinn leaves and he's not going to, but I'm like, ugh, that's going to be tough to replace in terms of the way they play defense, how good they've gotten to. Helen Moore's gone. I'm like okay, right. Go find someone else. Yeah, and it's some guy. You get a couple of these players, like you know, D'Amico Ryan's now, who's done a tremendous job with the Niners' defense, and he's quickly going to perhaps get the head coaching job in Houston. How quick? You said guys right, fresh off the field. The Giants are talking about Davis Webb maybe being a coach on their staff next year. Yeah, QB coach. Yeah, they love Davis. They dive Webb. right in quickly. It's yeah. interesting. So anyway, uh, Jermaine Pratt from the Bengals did apologize day after for I'm. I'm not even going to say calling out Joseph Asai. I mean, he gets caught on. He was emotional. Right. I mean, going from the tunnel, from the field through the tunnel to the locker room. I don't like that. There shouldn't be cameras and microphones there. Yeah, well, that was from a cell phone and an iPhone of a reporter that was was standing there recording it. Yeah. I I agree. These guys have to have some... I mean, they literally, they just, their season just went down the drain. Yes. Can you give them five minutes? Well, here's, there are some great videos that come out of that when teams win. So the Pittsburgh Steelers social media team, every time they won, they had that. And Mike Tomlin coming back and the players, it was awesome. And they put together, that's great. When the team loses, especially in that spot, no one should be recording Mm -hmm. that. Because those guys should not be have to answer for what they said at their lowest moment of the season. Yep. Well, he owned it yesterday, spoke with the media, and here was a little bit of what he had to say. I was emotional. I was in the moment. I was wrong. I would say I was wrong. As a man, you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I was wrong. I wasn't a great teammate at that moment. And they asked yeah, his him wife's like, oh, really? You never say you're wrong at home. As a man, you haven't said sorry in three years. Oh, man. Now all of a sudden you're a man? Okay. That to me, by the way, <laughs> that's a different issue. Yeah. That to me does end it. Yeah. Like him standing up and just like, fine, over. And they said, hey, did you talk to Osai? And he said, not only did I talk to, I talked to every single guy in the locker room. So... 
He did what he needed to do. Good. Take your accountability and you move on. So even though he a situation where it probably shouldn't have become public and he probably shouldn't have had to apologize for being emotional in that moment, but in lieu of uh, everything that happened, because of what happened, handled it that way, and now we move on. Big trade for the Islanders yeah, yesterday, kind of out of the blue. The uh, Canucks captain, Bo Horvat, is now a member of the Islanders as they sent uh, Anthony Beauvillier, Atu Ratu, and a conditional first-round pick in this year's draft to Vancouver. So Horvat comes aboard. Uh, he is having a good season. I believe he's in the top 10. Got in like 30 goals, goals doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, exactly. So, of course, an expiring contract, which is why Vancouver moved him. And uh, Lou Lamorello, and I'll play some of this later on, asked you know about whether or not they feel they're going to be keeping keeping them long-term, and right now just focused on, hey, it improves us now. We'll deal with the rest later. So cap situation might be a little bit difficult, but he comes aboard, see if he can give the uh, Isles a bit of a jolt. You alluded to our conversation with Sal from this morning. You guys will have to play this uh, for Boomer. Here's a little taste uh, as he was trying to defend everything that went on with the Islander jersey Friday night at UBS Arena as well as his (laughs) Ranger fandom. I am credibility. Nobody's a bigger Ranger fan than me. Said I'm the biggest Ranger fan on the station. No one talks more Ranger hockey. <laughs> I'm than the me. biggest Ranger fan on this station. Right. So that's on one hand. <laughs> that's on one hand. But yeah. then on the other hand, as he was recapping some of what you had shared on the air, he took it another step. Hey, Gio left the part out. He left out the part that I said this was the greatest night ever. Bleep the Rangers. Quote. Take that. I'm still a Ranger fan. He can't have it both ways. <laughs> he also said multiple times, I can be bought. So he's all over the map. Yeah, he Blame is. the Rangers! Yeah. His, his best point, though, is what I agree with. He had a great night. He was there. He was respectful of John Ledecky. But being a fan for so many years, one night with the Islanders and putting on the jersey does not change your entire fandom. Yeah. That's the point I agree with, which is true. And me being there to witness it, he really didn't have a choice. The only mistake he made that night was that he didn't go and talk to Steve Cohen. That's the only mistake. He should have done understand. that. I don't understand either. I asked him several Especially times. Especially when you're talking to him. I know. Kind of saunter over and get I agree. Off. He did not. He was like, it's weird. I don't know. I don't want to do it. And he didn't, want, he didn't talk to Alex Cohen either, who Alex Cohen was like the best. So down to earth, awesome, wanted to talk. And he didn't talk to either one of them. Which is odd because his whole thing about the night was Mr. Ledecky and he was so nice to me. What's James Dolan ever done for me? So here's your opportunity to rub elbows with another owner who you have positive feelings for and you passed. Yeah, there was. He even said he was starstruck being with Sydney. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And there was no way I was letting that opportunity slip through my fingers to talk to Steve Cohen in person. And that's why I thought I was like, Sydney, yeah, help me out. Right. Exactly. Can can I use you for a second? (laughs) (laughs) Walked her right over there. Make the transition. You're right. I just popped my head for Biden. Hey, hey, Steve Cohen. Yeah, I'm over here. (laughs) We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Jerry in for Boomer this morning as he's out filming his Super Bowl's greatest commercials show that he does every single year out in L.A. So, like, sometimes, you know, when you're in this business and you're talking about sports every single day, you know, things change for you. You look at things a little bit differently. You're not the same, like, crazed fan all the time like you were when you were a kid because... You feel like you've seen everything. You talk about it at your job. I mean, you would agree with that, right? I mean, like you, the fan that I was prior to getting to the business, not less passionate, just different very than different. it was. Very, very, different. very yes. different. So I'm, I'm as passionate about my teams. It's just different. The perspective is different. But sometimes that inner fan comes out. Sure. And I get crazy. Like I did with the Vikings and the Giants. And I get nuts and I'm screaming at people and I'm back to being 16 years old. I think I found something that is going to tap into your inner child cowboy fan. Personally. Yes. Okay. Something that you're going to hear. I'm going to read you from one of your current players that's going to make you sick. Oh, jeez. And I'm willing to bet that 15-year-old cowboy fan Jerry Recco is going to get annoyed by this. Uh And it's going to come out. All right? No. No, I don't want to do this. You're ready? Who, for, uh, who said it? Micah Parsons, oh, of course. Micah, Micah, stop talking, this guy. Micah Parsons is all over social media. He says controversial stuff. Some people like it. Some people don't. But he's always on Twitter. Yeah. All right. So he gives Lane Johnson a compliment during the NFC Championship I game. saw this. That's okay. That's fine. Lane Johnson gives him a little handshake emoji back. That's totally fine. Respect the Still good. Players. Still good. Here's the next tweet from Micah Parsons. Love you, big bro. Keep going. This is to Lane Johnson, a Philadelphia Eagle, if you're not familiar. Micah Parsons, a Dallas Cowboy. Love you, big bro. Keep going. Not many like you. Definitely not playing like you, healthy or with a torn groin. Go win a bowl for our division. Go win a bowl for our division? No! Come on! Micah, you are a great player, but you are a Dallas Cowboy. You can have respect for Lane Johnson. You can't want the Eagles to win a Super Bowl. 
That is worst case scenario for the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, the Washington Commanders. You can't be rooting for that. Did you by any chance look at the comments after that? Oh, yes, I've been going through them. Because these can't be good. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just absolutely, you know, you get you get Eagle fans, though, that are like, respect Micah. Oh, I, I don't, don't want to dislike you. I, I really want to dislike you, but I can't. There's uh-huh. a lot of that. And then you have guys like, yo, Micah, don't ever, ever, ever <laughs> root for a divisional rival, especially the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, that's a rough one. I, I know. Mean, at the end of the day, we've talked about this how many times? They're all friends. I, it really. I mean, it's just. Which is fine. But it's, it's different. It's business. It's not, this isn't the same league when, when they were not making ridiculous amounts of money. So, so to come back to what, and not to have a long conversation about it, but to come back to where Alan Silo started the warm up show talking about LeBron not playing and Anthony Davis not playing last night, Ben Simmons out hurting you. Now you're starting to talk about the money involved in ticket prices and who cares about winning, who cares about getting paid. You know, the joke yesterday was Brock Purdy made a business decision to not further damage the arm for his. That's the problem with what pro sports have become. Yeah. The more money they make, the more they look at themselves as individual corporations, which I guess in some sense is true. But are we playing a sport or is it business? Yeah, I mean, for some guys, it's absolutely about business. Like for Kayvon Thibodeau, he said flat out when he was asked right. about, do you have more pressure on you to perform in the playoffs? And he goes, no, I just see that's a bigger opportunity to go get paid. Exactly. And he was fine. And I respect exactly. him for saying that. I hated some of the stuff he did on the field this year, but I respected him for saying that and being honest. So let's come back to this question I've had with Boomer, too, when you talk about when he talks about the quarterbacks have a uh, the obligation to get the most money for the next guys. Is it about winning? Is it about making money? Is it about entertainment? Or is it just business? Yeah, it's not one size fits all with no, that. No, it's not. And there's, there's a lot of guys who, like James Harden, I don't think if he, I don't think he cares at all if he wins an NBA title. I, I, I think don't either. That, he I, can say it, but I don't think so. His actions say differently. Exactly. He just wants to be comfortable. He wants to make as mon- much money as possible. He wants to have the ball in his hands, have fun playing basketball. And if he gets eliminated early in the postseason, he can go home and start his offseason early. He's totally fine with that. So I look, at it, I look at it this way, and this is the question I've always had, and perhaps the only way you get that answered is by asking the direct question to the player. So Aaron Rodgers signed for over $50 million a year in Green Bay last year and then complains about what? Not having pieces around him or suitable pieces or, you know, of that magnitude that are going to take them to the next step. Well, wouldn't it have been better to just take $35 million and take that extra fifteen million to go get a receiver that you wanted or to keep yeah. someone? Right. So his life changes how? By going from 35 to 50 exactly. It doesn't at all. Right. So it's really... It's an ego thing. My thing's is. bigger than yours. Yours is bigger. That's all it is. Right. He wants to be the highest paid guy. Felt but like yet, he- they'll sit there and scream about wanting to win. Yeah. Now, with all that we've been talking about, about teams and players and friends and not caring about winning, then you get what you had between the Bengals and the Chiefs. Sure. Where those guys were, the Bengals were devastated that they didn't win. You heard the locker room, guys crying, guys screaming, and then you saw how the Kansas City Chiefs were so fired up to win and talk so much smack back. Like, those are two teams that really, really, really wanted to win. Right, but there's a couple things at play there. Number one, you are that close to a Super Bowl appearance. Mm -hmm. So it's a little different for the team that gets to the final two in their conference and comes up three points shy, especially in that type of environment and the way the game played itself out at the end, as opposed to 
a team who maybe didn't make the playoffs in week 18, as much as it was devastating, ah, well, we didn't make it. We weren't going anywhere anyway. We were just on the cusp. That team, that Bengals team was close yeah. to going to the Super Bowl. I could see how that could rip your soul out uh, for an afternoon. But at the end of the day, talk to them in the offseason. Yeah, we're going to do what we have to do to get ready and fit and shape, but... It's all about money. It's money. It's oh, sure. all about money. It's nothing else. Yeah, I would just think, though, that Micah Parsons, you know, he's probably thinking, man, like this Philadelphia Eagles team, we did beat them once this year without uh, Jalen Hurts playing. But, like, you know, we, we were close to getting to the conference championship, and this team's going to go win it. And they're in our division, and their fans hate them, and their fans hate us. I would hope that there would be something there with the star on your helmet. Clearly not with what he tweeted. You know what crushed me before you take one of my, if not my favorite player of all time, as I've said this many times, is Herschel Walker. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't because Herschel ran for 20,000 yards with the Cowboys. It was because when he was there and they were not good, that dude gave 110% and still put up crazy numbers. It was just a pleasure to watch. When he went to the Giants and then went to the Eagles... I'm like, wow, it just doesn't matter. You're going to tell me when Micah Parsons becomes a free agent, if Jerry Jones can't pay him and the Eagles offer him a big contract, he's not going to run to Philadelphia? Of course he is. Yes, he is. Yep. doesn't mean anything. It means it more for us than it does them. Always has. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.